persecution is not going to silence the people of God in proclaiming the word. It is the fear of the disciples that will hinder the gospel from moving forward. Persecution will not. That is powerful, and there's more to come. This is Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company with Ed Cannon, president of FEBC. And Wayne, that was the voice of Christian Benjamin, FEBC's director in India. And we've been in India for over 50 years proclaiming the gospel to people. I need to clarify just a little bit about his statement. I love that line. Persecution will not stop the gospel, but he says the fear of the disciples will. And that doesn't mean that people are afraid of the disciples. That means that when the disciples are fearful and timid Mm -hmm. of powerfully communicating the gospel to people, that's the thing that will stop it. And I think about culturally in India, they believe that when you believe something powerfully, like they do in the local religions— People are so dedicated to that faith that they would do anything. And when they see the disciples that maybe have a little uh, trepidation or fear of going out and broadcasting, it communicates that maybe they really don't believe it the way they should. And I love Benjamin's commitment to say, persecution's not going to slow us down. (laughs) But when we're not bold with our proclamation of the faith, that's what keeps us. We're going to hear more from Benjamin here because just a few moments ago, you spoke with him internationally on Zoom, and we'll hear that whole conversation. But you will mention in the introduction that he's a part of FIBA. Now, how is that different from FEBC? Well, the Far East Broadcasting Company was the name that became FEBC. And in countries uh, that are connected to the UK, Britain, which India was a British colony, Mm -hmm. the laws are written that said you cannot have a nonprofit which is named a a company. company. I see. So we call ourselves Far East Broadcasting Association. All right. And it's F-E-B-A, FIBA India. And since it's been known by that name for so many decades, we didn't want to change the name. So it's FIBA India. Well, let's hear the conversation. Benjamin has so many good things to say as Ed talked with him again just a few minutes ago. Thanks for taking time out of your family time to speak to us. How are you today, brother? Doing very well, Ed. It's my joy to meet with you and to talk to you. Now, FIBA India has been in operation there for over 50 years. We just had a celebration not too long ago, didn't we? Yes, yes. And uh, yes. a, a, a very storied history for FIBA India. I know at one time you were broadcasting on a number of FM stations and huge listenership, and we know that the name of FIBA is well-recognized and well-respected all across the country. Uh, times have gotten a little more difficult for you in the last decade or so, haven't they, Benjamin? Why don't you give us just a very brief historical thumbnail of how Phoebe India served the people in India there with the gospel. And, um, you know, we were broadcasting in uh, shortwave, medium wave, and FM. But there are restrictions in our country for doing having Christian broadcasts in FM. So we had to stop our FM broadcast. We also tried getting a license for FM, but getting a license for a religious broadcast it's going to be is very difficult. So we started moving to All India Radio, which is run by the government agencies. And we were successful 
in getting these slots in government agencies in different states in our country. But again, we are not allowed to broadcast anything directly from the Bible. We cannot say Jesus is the only way, he's the only God. We cannot share miracles or testimonies of people whose lives have been touched by God because these are not allowed. All that we can do is, you know, talk about the parable in a story format, put a dialogue, a drama. And when people write to us, that's where we build a relationship and lead them to a point where they desire Jesus Christ. So it is challenging, but we are also finding creative ways of reaching our people through the radio. But thank God we have the social media that has come up and uh, we are really making a lot of inroads through that. Yeah, I recall, Benjamin, when we were doing your strategic planning and your staff were so interested in the social media and one of them said, you know, we used to have we used to talk to our listeners, but now we talk with our listeners, and that kind of changes everything, doesn't it? Absolutely. You see, my concern, my prayer is this. Every listener should be a program producer. Wow, that's an and interesting that, concept. Yeah. That is my concern because when a listener becomes a program producer, he tells his community, hey, this is my program, come and listen. So when they sit together and listen as a community in our country, in different pockets, the gospel reaches those communities. Mm, mm. And uh, that is my concern. Now, for example, one of our radio programs, we asked, you know, this person from my, my colleague asked the question, why are Christians so foolish to celebrate Christmas? What is so good about this Christmas? Mm. And this was a non-Christian crowd. And he said, the best answers will get a gift. And you won't believe it. They went and bought the Bible to find out the answer. Wow. And the response was this. After you asked the question, I went and bought the Bible. Reading through it, I am convinced that Jesus Christ is the true Savior. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. So we have, we have different ways of reaching people, but with the same gospel. Wow. Wow. That's fascinating. But yeah, and you know, f f just for our listeners' benefit, I saw the most recent uh, census numbers, uh, Benjamin, and it looks like India has now exactly tied China with a total population as the largest country in the world 1.4 billion people. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And that is why I tell my people we will never come to a place where we are said, we have reached our people with the gospel. Mm -hmm. We will never come to that point. Mm -hmm. And I always tell them that statistics that you got is not the right statistics by the, because the time that we spend now, already there are thousands of children who are born in this world, mm -hmm. in especially in India. Mm -hmm. So we will never get the right picture. Mm -hmm. But our commitment is to see that we will do everything that we can so that no one in our country will say, we haven't heard the name of mm, Jesus even mm, once. Mm. That's my burden, Ed. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen that lived out. Last time you and I were together, uh, we had the opportunity to go with your staff. You remember, Benjamin, we were going to yes. go visit uh, a number of house churches out in rural India. We drove five hours in a car. The temperature was well over 100 degrees. 
Uh, we were all perspiring heavily because the heat was so oppressive. But your staff were filled with joy and filled with enthusiasm to go and take the gospel to those people. And we were greeted so kindly by so many people who appreciated so much the outreach of your staff. So it's not just broadcasting, but it's this listener contact and follow-up that's making your ministry so effective and so loved by the listeners. Absolutely. And our listeners are are like our family members. So we take them into confidence. They are, We ask them what their concerns are. And we produce program based on the concern that they have expressed. Hmm. So it is more a hot talk. Hmm. And hmm. they say, ah, this is what we need. Hmm. So we don't give to people what we think they need. We give to people what they say is their need. Yeah, yeah. You know, Benjamin, I think our listeners here in the United States probably don't quite understand uh, the religious and political situation in India. And and what does that really mean? It's it's difficult. And just a few minutes back, you know, you said that when you visited the rural India, mm-hmm. the people were happy to see that we visited them and they are happy. They were happy to receive the gospel. Now, you cannot have churches meeting in public places. Mm-hmm. You cannot hire a school classroom to have a church. You cannot have it in a hotel. You cannot have any in public places. And in the recent past, we had people walking into the churches, stopping the service and singing their bhajans. That would be a Hindu song? That's right. Hindu song. And, and the churches have been you know, the pastors and the people have been, you know, thrown out of the church. The literature was burnt. Now, these are, this is on the increase. But as I always say, Ed, and I'm sure you two have heard me saying it, persecution is not going to silence the people of God in proclaiming the word. It is the fear of the disciples that will hinder the gospel from moving forward. Persecution will not. Persecution will not. So we need to ask, not how can we escape this persecution? Our question is, how can we be strengthened in the midst of this persecution? Let let me hold you there for just a second, because I really think what you've just said is worth repeating. You said that persecution is not going to stop the spread of the gospel it is the fear of the disciples that will stop the spread. That's right. That's pretty deep, Benjamin. And so, therefore, we must go, fear not, boldly proclaiming the gospel despite the circumstances. And I do have to say, yes. I have seen that in your staff. Uh, the day we traveled, uh, the heat, the oppression, people were a little afraid of walking out on the street together with Americans. Um And I've heard the stories about your staff going into these very remote places, traveling in boats to cross lakes and deliver speaker boxes to people in these very rural regions. So your staff really are doing this fearlessly to proclaim the gospel. Absolutely. That is that gives us joy to go in the midst of struggle. Recently, when my team visited a particular place in North India, um, there was persecution in that place, and we had a call from our partner agency asking us not to come in because they cordoned off that place, not allowing anybody to come in. 
So we had to return. Now, you will read it in the news and you will see it happening. It is on the increase, but there is nothing to be surprised about because the Lord has already said they will hate you because they hate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are prepared. We are prepared to face it. You know, I, I just wish I could express to our listening audience here in the United States how much I've seen that in your staff, how deeply committed to the proclamation of God's gospel your staff are there in India. I mean, even little details, Benjamin, like the day we were in that small car, there were five of us. It was oppressively hot, a bumpy road, long trip, but they were absolutely committed to getting there, greeting the listeners with joy and happiness, communicating the gospel to them without even the slightest concern for their own comfort or well-being. Mm, mm. So my compliments to you and your staff for that commitment to the yeah. Lord's work. Mm-hmm. And I only wish uh, people here in the United States could see that firsthand like I've had the opportunity to. Mm, mm. Tell us just a little bit more, Benjamin, about um, some of the most recent events there in India. We've been hearing about them even in national news about how Christians are being uh, beaten and churches are being closed down? Recently in Bangalore, in Karnataka, they have passed the anti-conversion bill. It is already implemented. And um, the bill is a little, you know, twisted. They say the pastor who was instrumentally in converting the person or has baptized the person will have 10 years of imprisonment. Mm. but not the one who was baptized, not the one who's converted. Mm. Mm. So, and they will only arrest the pastor or a leader for this conversion, but they will not touch the person who's converted. Now, most of the complaints that has come saying that Christians are converting has not come from people who have converted. So none of them have said they have induced me and I became a Christian because they did one, two, three, four. Nobody has said so far. Mm. And it is going to be difficult. Everybody knows things are not going to be easy. But as I said, Ed, God has called us. He will empower us. And we know our destination. There is nothing to fear. Mm. The method may be different. We may go through different methods to reach a destination. But the destination cannot be changed because of what we are facing here. Yeah, and despite that, you're becoming increasingly more bold with your proclamation of the gospel on these various social media platforms. How many people do you think you're reaching from time to time through social media there in India? We have already crossed 400,000 already through our podcast and social media. We, our gospel, our podcast messages go every morning in different languages for about five to seven minutes. Hmm. We also have topics inviting government staff to talk about COVID, to talk about health and other things. Mm -hmm. And we try to use the radio or the social media as a bridge for people to listen And it's only when they ask questions and get in touch with us, we take them to the next step of a deeper understanding of who God is. And then it becomes a dialogue. They become a family. 
and then we reach out to them and things become very clear for the need, that the need is Jesus Christ and nothing else. And uh, during COVID, we started a 24 bar seven uh, call center. The people can call any of the numbers, either for relief, for ambulance, for grief, for counseling, for medical help. And um, that was very successful. We shared numbers with them and people called us from different states. You know, I know COVID has been a real challenge, and I know it's affected your staff. So we're going to ask our listeners here in the United States to pray for the safety of your staff and the effectiveness of their broadcasts. Anything else that, Benjamin, you could specifically ask our listeners here in the U.S. to pray for you? And and, and, and how could we in any way um, be a partner to you in the proclamation of the gospel in these difficult times? Pray for the morale of my staff because we lost, you know, the spouse of my staff and her only son. Mm -hmm. Two of them died within a span of one week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, she was uncontrollable when I met her in December. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and when I asked her, "How, how are you doing? She said, I'm living with fear. Now, listen, Ed, she's one of our strongest leaders in North India. For her to say, I'm living with fear, you know, it brought me to that place, Say, we can be Christian workers, we can be pastors, we can be director, but when crisis hits us, we are absolutely human, Mm -hmm. and we don't have anything else except to hold on to the Lord and say, Lord, save me. I am weak, but thou art strong. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we had one more person pass away. And so please pray that as my people enter different states, not knowing what, what the number is, not knowing how many people are down there with COVID, my people are going and I'm praying that God will give them an extra covering, you know, that not, no infection will ever touch them. Mm-hmm. So please pray for health. Please pray for strength. Please pray for boldness and please pray that they will face the challenge with boldness and say, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? Amen. Well, we will ask everyone here in the U.S. to pray for you and your staff, particularly Anita, who lost her husband and her son in a span of a few days um, because of COVID. And that we will continue to be bold with our proclamation of the gospel there in India. Thank you, Benjamin. But I want to leave us on this final note because it's been a very meaningful quote to me, which I'm sure I will not soon forget. Benjamin has said that persecution is not going to stop the spread of the gospel, but it is only the fear of the disciples. And so your model to us, Benjamin, of fearlessly proclaiming God's word in a very difficult place, India, it's an inspiration to us all. Thanks a lot, brother, for being with me today. Thank you, and thank you for the privilege. Ed, I'm so glad we had a chance to meet Benjamin today. What a godly servant. Yeah, and I wish you could really meet him face-to-face and his staff. The dedication of that staff, their commitment to broadcast the gospel in that giant 
and very difficult country. Wow, what a blessing. Please pray for our staff in India. Yep, yep. Well, thank you for listening and thank you for reviewing this podcast as well. That always helps as you spread the word around with your reviews and your comments about Until All Have Heard and the Far East Broadcasting Company. And let me say a word of thanks to those of you who support FEBC with your prayers and with your gifts as well. It is always appreciated. There's more on our website, febc.org. You'll find that easily, febc.org. With thanks to Ed Cannon and our producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thank you for listening to Until All Have Heard.